Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I'm joined by Carl Allen, the editor of the Dealmaker Wealth Society. Carl is an entrepreneur, investor, and corporate dealmaker with almost three decades of experience He's worked on transactions worth over $48 billion, which includes over 330 acquisitions and sales. Carl, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Seth. Let's go back in time. I know you didn't always start out as a deal-making guru with 330 transactions under your belt. How did did you get started? So a long, long time ago, uh, 1992, I left university. I uh, went to work for a uh, Wall Street investment bank, Bank of America. So I was doing mergers and acquisitions for large clients, GE, Microsoft, Boeing, IBM. Did that for a number of years, and then I left, went to business school. And then the last real job I had, I was doing mergers and acquisitions for Hewlett Packard. So I was flying all over the world and um, doing deals for them until the 1st of February, 2008, when my life completely changed in the space of about six hours. Perfect segue, what happened? So I was in Moscow, in Russia. I was in a boardroom closing a deal for HP. And um, my, my wife kept calling me on my cell phone. She was, uh, she was pregnant, 36 weeks gone. And um, unfortunately, she'd gone into labor four weeks early. So I had to literally run out of the boardroom. Luckily, I had my phone, my wallet, and my passport. Hailed a cab which in the middle of Moscow is, is not easy. Got to the airport, flew home, police escort from the airport to the hospital. I got there with five minutes to spare, and my little guy, Josh, popped out. He's now 12. He was this tiny little baby because he was still growing. And I'm craving in my arms, and I thought, I'm, I'm going to quit. I just don't want this corporate life anymore. Um, luckily... I was, you know, I was 37 at the time. I, I thought I'm going to retire. I, I'd saved lots of money from being a banker and a corporate, and I decided to retire. And sadly, I only lasted about three weeks. And <laughs> about three weeks later, I sat down with my wife and said, you know, what on earth am I going to do? She said, well, you only have one skill set. You know, you're one of the best in the world at buying and selling businesses. You know, if you want to work, that's what you're going to have to do. But instead of doing deals for other people and making them lots and lots of money, I decided to buy and sell my own businesses. So I became an entrepreneur and a deal maker. And uh, 12 and a half, nearly 13 years later, I've done tons and tons of deals. I own lots of different businesses. 
in different sectors all over the world. And then about five years ago, this is where I really kind of got into my passion. I started teaching this stuff as well. So I'm one of these rare coaches that does and teaches at the same time. So I'm literally closing a deal right now. I was just working on that deal before I started talking to you. Yet I have over 5,000 entrepreneurs all over the world that I'm teaching how to make business acquisitions, how to buy small businesses, and in a lot of cases without having to use their own capital to do it, either existing business owners that want to buy businesses to scale what they already have, or frustrated employees that, that don't want to work for other people, a bit like I used to be, and, and want to have their own business and would rather buy a business rather than start a business from scratch. All right, that is absolutely incredible. So obviously there's a long version of that that if it isn't in a book, probably should be. Let's talk a little bit about Dealmaker Well Society. What is it and how'd you start it? So Dealmaker Well Society is essentially my, my training, coaching and mentoring company. So it, it's an organization that, um, it's an interesting story. There's, there's a podcast all in, in this one tale, but to cut it short, um, I built this business up over the last four and a half years. Uh, I then sold it uh, last September to a very large billion dollar corporate inside of the United States. Um, who, so I was cashed out. I worked with them for six months to help them integrate. And then they went through a massive um, kind of change in, in their focus on what they were doing. Um, so I ended up getting the business back. Um, so Dealmaker Wealth Society is now back in my ownership and um, we're continuing to, to grow it. So, so what we do essentially, Seth, is we, we train and coach and mentor entrepreneurs in the science and art of deal making, how to find businesses to buy, how to structure the deals and how to raise the capital one potentially needs to be able to get those deals closed, whether that's an existing business that wants to scale via acquisition, it's very, very smart, or whether it's an entrepreneur that wants to leave a corporate job and become a business owner for the first time. So that's what we do. Okay. And how has that gone? How many entrepreneurs are you helping? How much money has been raised? How many deals have been done? And let's start there. Yeah. So we have about 5,000 entrepreneurs in all different, obviously it's a tiered model. Sure. Um, we have people coming in at, at lots of different levels. Uh, I don't know the exact number of deals that are being closed, but it's several hundred. Obviously not everybody right. closes a deal. Um, a big part of what we teach is around mindset and mental toughness. Like anything in life, you, you, you can have a thousand people join a gym, but probably less than a hundred of them are going to get in really phenomenal shape. Um, so we work hard with our entrepreneurs in getting them really motivated and, and really understanding their why. And, and that's a big part of what we do um, because, and you, you'll think this is crazy, but nobody wants to buy a business. Nobody wants to own a business. What we want as human beings psychologically are the benefits that we receive from owning businesses, whether it's cash flow, wealth creation, pride, assurance, legacy, freedom, work-life balance, even ego in some cases. Those are the things that drive us as business owners to do what we do. It's not the actual mechanics of acquiring a company. 
that's just a process. It's what, how, how are you going to feel once you've done it? And what does that mean for your life? And that's what we really focus on at the start of the journey is to really identify, you know, what's the person's true purpose for doing this? Because that set gives them the fuel to follow through when, when things get tough, because it's not the easiest thing. Nothing in life is easy that, that, that's fulfilling. It's not the easiest thing in the world to acquire a business, especially if you're not investing your own capital. So there's, there's a lot of, of desire and drive that needs to go into the journey. It's like anything in life. All right. So you talked about the mental toughness and resilience. What are some of the most common mistakes people make when attempting to acquire a business? So one of the first mistakes that people make is they will only go down the route of talking to business brokers. So there's lots and lots and lots of different ways to originate deals. Uh, The rookie mistake, because it's easy, is to go and talk to all the business brokers in the world and and play with those guys. The problem with business brokers is it's not a regulated industry. There, There are a lot worse business brokers than there are good business brokers. They tend to artificially overvalue deals to justify the listing fees that they get from their clients. And, you know, where you do have a very, very good business that's listed by a broker, you know, everybody wants to buy it and it's in the public domain and everyone knows about it. So the methods we teach are a lot more around kind of ninja deal making, stealth deal making. So we, we love off market deals. So one of the things we teach, and I learned how to do this 28 years ago when I was a Wall Street guy is build your network, build networks of deal intermediaries. Because what's really interesting, if you look at the number of deals that are done, and, and it's staggering really, that there's over 2.6 million businesses for sale right now, and only about a quarter of a million of them will sell uh, in the next 12 months. So it's about a one in 11 ratio of deals that actually get done. And 80% of the deals that do get closed, they don't go through brokers, they go through their networks. So if you're looking to sell a business, before you go anywhere near a broker, you talk to four people. You talk to your CPA, you talk to your attorney, you talk to your wealth manager. Hey, I'm about to sell my business. I'm going to have some money. Where should I put it, so to speak? And then you're also going to talk to your bank or any other financier that's partnering with you inside of your business. So as a deal maker, rather than hitting the brokers every day, if you're building those relationships with those individuals in your locality, that is a truly phenomenal way to get high quality off-market deal flow that, that no one else has seen. And we, we also do a lot of work leveraging social media, mainly LinkedIn. You know, when, when I started on Wall Street in 1992, Seth, we didn't have LinkedIn, Facebook, there wasn't even an internet, you know, Google wasn't even an idea. So, you know, I had to learn all this kind of the hard way. But today, we're blessed with innovation and technology that that makes the deal making process just so much more efficient and, and a lot more fun as well. Absolutely. So you're almost talking, you're teaching them, almost, it sounds like, how to build a referral network of related business professionals who see the entrepreneurs, who see the businesses for sale before anybody else. Yes. And getting them to get the inside track, almost like to use a residential example, if I had a network of people who got me the house before it was listed with a realtor. Perfect. Exactly right. That, that's exactly what we're doing. That's fantastic. I love that because then there's no competition yet. Nope. They're talking to them first. They're probably getting a better deal. 
and they're getting information that won't be necessarily publicly available when the business is listed somewhere and when there's a broker running online listings for it. So how are you telling them? I, I know you mentioned LinkedIn. How are they learning how to build that network, how to cultivate that network, how to activate that network to get them the deal flow that they're looking for? Because obviously the deal flow is the number one thing they need after my yeah. set. Yeah, absolutely. So a big part of our coaching is, is teaching them how to do this properly. But in a nutshell, it's all about approaching that network with, you know, really understanding, you know, what's in it for them. So any wealth manager in the world is going to take your call when you're asking him to refer deals to you, because if that deal closes, that wealth manager is going to get a pot of money that he can invest and make money. Same with CPAs and lawyers. If you're talking to those people, um, they may have clients that um, are selling businesses or want to sell a business potentially. So that professional is going to earn fees on the sell side of the transaction. Or if they don't have clients, they can work for you, go and network with all of their other CPAs and lawyers that they know, and then advise you as the buyer on, on the buying side. But um, one of the most interesting things you know, there's one of the big rookie mistakes that, that people make, and, and it's more of a realization that they don't have, is when, uh, when I worked on Wall Street and I worked on billion-dollar deals and I did loads of those, um, those deals are 90% numbers and 10% psychology. It's financial engineering. When you're buying a $2 million small business, it's 90% about psychology and only 10% about numbers. Because what's really interesting, like take the baby boomer industry. There's 10,000 boomers retiring every day in the United States and tons of them own small businesses. Uh, those are the biggest drivers of these huge numbers of businesses that are coming to market. And those business owners, they've spent more time in their businesses in the last 10, 20, 30, however many years than they have with their own family. And in a lot of cases, it's like them giving up their children and what a lot of rookie dealmakers fail to understand is this is a relationship business. You've got to build a relationship with these sellers. And, and dealmaking is a lot like direct response marketing. It, it's what I call the know, like, and trust. So to do a deal, you really have to get the seller to know you, to like you, and to trust you. you you've got to be seen as credible, as highly trustworthy. And they often want to see you as like a safe pair of hands that's going to take the business over potentially take it to a level that they're just not motivated to do anymore. But more importantly, they want you to safeguard the legacy that they've built and the employees that they're turning over to your care. In fact, the first deal I ever did as an individual, uh, this deal was 24 hours away from closing, selling to a large competitor. It was a transport company. And, and I got the deal for less than half of the original value because I wasn't going to fire everybody. I wasn't going to change the name of the business. Um, it's crazy. Some sellers place more emphasis on the name of their business than they do on the amount of cash you're going to give them. It's crazy. They want to see the business thrive without them having to be in there. They don't want you to change the name, which is fine. If it can save you tons and tons of money, I don't care what they want. Um, it's, it's something that you do. And you know, I, I learned this uh, from a really interesting guy called Chris Voss, who wrote a, a phenomenal book, Never Split the Difference. He, he was an ex-FBI hostage negotiator. And his number one negotiation tip 
is listen three times more than you speak. Really understand what does the other side truly, truly want. And in, in our business, the vast majority of times, it's not money. There's other things that they want and they really care about. And they really value that they want to have delivered in a deal. And often that can have big discounts to what you actually end up paying for the business. That is fantastic advice. Can you tell us about an example of a recent deal that was not done by you, but done by one of your students, obviously you can withhold names for confidentiality purposes, but just give us kind of an example. Yeah, so, so I'll give you an example. So Paul, um, so Paul bought a media company in California, and this was a business that had been around since 1985. Um, this was a business doing a couple of million dollars in revenues, a couple of hundred thousand dollars in cash flow. Um, the, the, the average multiple for a small business in terms of valuation is about two and a half. So this business was worth about half a million dollars. Um, and obviously, Paul didn't have half a million dollars in cash. Yes, he could have gone out and, and raised capital through the SBA, or he could have partnered with an investor or, or gone to a traditional bank. But he sat down with the seller. And he said to the seller, what, what do you want? What's really important to you in this deal? And she said, well, I don't want you to change the name because it's been around since 1985. I really don't want you to change the logo because my late husband designed the logo. It won a national competition in the 80s. Um, the logo was horrible, by the way, but um, <laughs> we, we agreed to keep the logo. And uh, she said, you can't let go of any of the employees because we're like a family. They like you, they trust you, they want to take the business on. Uh, I'll cheer you on from the sidelines, but you can't change all the things that we've been doing over the past 30, 35 years. And, and Paul said, well, great, you know, I'll do that. Um, what I'd like to do though, is the half a million dollars I'm gonna pay you for the business, I wanna pay you that money over five years. So you don't need to come into work anymore. Um, I will pay you cash flow every single month out of the profits of the business and I will grow that business and I, and I want you to cheer me on from the sidelines and I, I want you to be really proud of what we're going to do. And she did that deal. She didn't want half a million dollars there and then. She wanted the income for the next five years of her life. And that tool is called seller financing. So that is effectively the seller of the business loaning you the money to allow you to buy it. It's like leasing a Tesla um, and then using Tesla's money, you know, to take ownership of the car. It's exactly the same. It's like or buying real estate and using owner, having the owner carry the mortgage. Absolutely. It's exactly the same. So actually doing real estate deals and doing business acquisitions, uh, there's a lot of similarities actually. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that's one example where the relationship and the psychology of the seller were a lot more important than, you know, how much money am I going to get? And not every seller's like that. You know, I'm, I'm doing a deal right now where it's about a million pound deal. The seller wants half a million pounds at closing. I was working on that deal literally just before we spoke. Um, but the business has got half a million pounds of excess cash inside of it. So perfect. I don't need to raise any financing. I just give the seller um, all the money in the business that it doesn't need. That's his closing payment. And then I'm effectively splitting the profits over the next three years um, to acquire the rest of the business. It finances itself. That's a beautiful thing. Itself. Yeah. And that's, to, to be fair, this is how the pros on Wall Street work. This is, I used to be one of them. You, you know, we're not doing anything different 
than, than Wall Street. You know, we're buying businesses using either the business's own resources or we're using other people's money to finance the closing payment. So that's exactly what we're doing. That's incredible. With all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? So it's, it's all about growth for me. It's all about personal growth. Um, you know, I, I've, I retired at 37, lasted three weeks. I, I tried to retire last summer when I sold my business and, and it hurts. Um, I want to keep working. I, I will probably work till I'm the same age as, as, as Warren Buffett. For me, it, 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 the challenge is constantly doing things that, that truly excite me, truly make my heart sing. And, and right now, I'm, I'm leading a tribe of over 5,000 entrepreneurs and I'm changing so many lives with people that are getting into business or they're expanding their wealth creation through acquiring other businesses. Um, and we're doing it in the right way. That is something that, uh, that makes me want to get up every day and, and, and do my best. That is awesome. I, I would ask you what you like best about what you do, but I think you just answered that question as well. Um, for our folks watching and listening who want to learn more about how they might be able to learn your methods for acquiring businesses, especially um, without having to write that large check, where is the best place for them to go to find you and learn more about DealMaker? Yeah, so DealMaker Wealth Society is our website. We also have a YouTube channel where we've got tons and tons and tons of free training. But what I would say is for someone that's curious, you mentioned before that uh, I should write a book about this stuff. Well, actually, I have. I'm just going to go and reach on my bookshelf. Where is it? Here we go. So I've wrote my own book, Zero Down Business Buying Secrets. Ah, where can we get a copy of that? So, uh, well, there's two ways. You can go to Amazon and probably pay $25 for it. However, if they, uh, if they go to trainwithcarl.com forward slash shark, so that's trainwithcarl.com forward slash shark, there's a $5 link to be able to buy that book. And the reason why it's $5, you know, I'd happily give my book away, but the reason why it's $5 is then I know people will read it. It, what I find is if you give people things for free, they don't value them, so right. they don't consume them. And I want people to consume this because you'll learn a lot. I, people who pay, I, pay attention. Yeah, I go through my 10-step business buying system, my proprietary formula for doing deals in that book. Awesome. All right, we will send everybody to dealmakerwealthsociety.com and trainwithcarl.com slash shark for their $5 offer for the book. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Carl Allen of Dealmaker Wealth Society. Carl, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much, Seth. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727 888 Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free Perfect Pitch Cheat Sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>